guys. Uh, hello. Uh, and since Trey's not here, here we are. Wellreadcomedy.com. W-E-L-L-R-E-D. Comedy.com. That is where you can go to check out our 2019 tour dates. Uh, this week we're going to be in Oxnard, California. Then we're off to Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, then Jacksonville, Florida. Orlando, Florida. New York, New York. New Brunswick, New Jersey. Columbia, Missouri. Huntsville, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. Asheville, North Carolina. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Traverse or Traverse City, Michigan. I'm fucking stupid. It's one of them. Detroit, Michigan. That's all at wellreadcomedy.com. That's where you can also pick up some sweet merch like our album, Well Read, live from Lexington, which just debuted this week at number two on the charts. Skew! Goddamn number two, baby. I know, buddy. Uh, so how was of, your flight back home? Because of the side project of yeah. some <laughs> old man gamers. Who yeah, man. everybody informed me rule. So, I mean, they fucking, they'd have to. They got like three albums in the top five well, right now. And it's their side project. For those of you who don't yeah. know what we're talking about, we're getting beat in the um, charts right now by Starborn, which is a comedy rapping trio uh, who look like a Goo Goo Dolls cover band. They're all about yep. 40 to 50. Mm-hmm. They have like highlights in their hair. <laughs> but it's the side project of the Grumpy Gamers a.k.a. Ninja Sex Party, which we have been informed multiple times. Wait, is this a side-side project? Well, the Grumpy Gamers is like what they twitch as. That's their umbrella. And Ninja Sex Party is them as a music group, is my understanding. That's not really a side project. It's just they be in both them worlds. God damn, we're getting beat by the fucking modern equivalent of an EGOT. These motherfuckers are hitting (laughs) so many levels. And we tried to make fun of them because all we knew was it was called Starborn. And then I saw a picture of them, and they all look like your metrosexual uncle. Yeah, and then I did what I considered the right thing, which is I was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to go listen to them. And here's what I'll say. Um, it's not for me. No. But it but it definitely, I mean, but I get like, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that's not for me, but it's definitely not bad. Like, it was very well done, and, and I understand that they are very popular amongst, and you know more than I do because you have nephews, but like, they're, they're popular amongst like teenagers and young people. Well, I was telling this to our friend Bo, who I'm going to shout out soon because we're going to talk about this weekend in Portland. Sure. And Bo's seven-year-old was there, and he's really perceptive and smart, and he said, excuse me, I have a question. And I was like, yeah, what is it, Jasper? And he said, you tell jokes, right? And I go, yes. And he goes, and they do rap? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, why are they on the same chart as you? Thank you. And I said, well, it's all under the umbrella of comedy. Their raps are about Nintendo, and it's all meant to be funny. And then he said, that sounds amazing. I want to hear it right now. (laughs) Yeah, man. So yeah, what's I mean, funny about that is, like, to me, we're obviously way cooler than these guys in their mom's sure. with their Billy Ray Cyrus hair. But in what actually cool means, like, they're probably definitely cooler than us. I mean, yeah, and I was just thinking about something. their fans are younger and hipper, and there's more of them. What you just said was we're definitely cooler than them and their mom jeans and their Billy Ray Cyrus haircuts. I wear mom jeans and am bald. No, you don't. You do not wear I don't, mom jeans. I don't jeans. wear mom jeans? No. What do I wear? What do you I wear? wear uh, white wine woman jeans. Okay, and that that's they it's, can't have kids. <laughs> no, they do be having kids, but that's not what a mom right. jean is. You oh, right, I mean? mom jeans is like soccer mom jeans. Like I'm not even trying. To, I'm at least trying gene. to look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's right. a type of jean. I don't mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm not pulling it off at all, but I'm attempting to look good to be fashionable. 
You are, you're pulling both off undeniably. Okay. Much like well, how you, we can't, I can no longer doubt the hittingness of Starborn based upon right. the amount of people who they hit for, <laughs> including I, and not limited to other comics. Like I had one of my good yeah. friends who's very funny be like, man, I don't know about Starborn, but Ninja Sex Party is actually pretty fucking great. And I was like, I mean, look, dude, just I already ordered alone. Starborn's t-shirts. Like I've already conceded <laughs> defeat. And I did. I got me a Starborn t-shirt. I don't know when it's going to get here because they had a back order of their new <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> Their website just said, I guess you can fucking buy the well-read comedy album since we ain't got no shit left. If it would have said that, we might have sold some more albums. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't bought the album, but, man, go ahead and check it out, guys. It's $15 for a full live show. It's basically three albums in one. And I know we've been you know, pushing it on you guys a lot. But for real, if it's been a while since you've heard us, if you only heard us once, and that was in the last six months, these are old jokes that you wouldn't have heard before if you're going to see us soon you're not going to hear the jokes that are on the album so i think you like it and well know, another thing you that i'm pleased with it is that it's a tangible item that we have and we haven't had one of those since well i guess the sketch is in the book but it's something that if you've got a friend who was going to come to the show but they were like on the fence and like i mean yeah you could show them trace videos and that's great but we've always said well that's not you know what we do this is this is what we do this is the pitch that you can now make here these guys are fucking funny come see the show but yeah you can get it at worldwidecomedy.com videos there's like you can see them and they're free and I, don't like, even, I don't even know who it is I'm making fun of there. I don't understand. We have almost why no fans just... who talk like that and the very few that we do definitely bought the album already cuz they're rich yeah, 100%. Uh, <laughs> hey, i got to tell you something that I don't know if it's going to hit for you or not. The but, people who aren't buying uh, an album, this is what they sound like. Just to wrap that up real quick, just so I can actually do that character. That It's going, Goddamn, son, $15 for a fucking album? Fuck that. I'll watch you for free on the internet. Skew, goddamn. Fuck that, man. Leonard Skinner's on YouTube now. Fuck y'all. Well, you should have so, told them that. They didn't even know. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if this is going to hit for you or not, but I was just uh, I was just scrolling through Twitter waiting on this uh our recording to start and some people had you know obviously tagged us from the show this weekend in portland which was fucking great or the shows uh, this weekend in portland which were great and i all like every time i see us tagged in a picture i just assume like oh i'm about to hate this because i normally do because i normally look like a not just an idiot i'm always gonna look like an idiot but i always look like a fat bloated idiot i, I gotta tell you i think i finally figured it out with the basketball jerseys i think i, I think this is my new thing i've i've looked at a picture of myself and i was like dude you fuck all right this is it <laughs> okay go on am i wrong I'm, i just think i you hit seen, basketball jerseys that's what i put what, that what out did the you universe. figure out <laughs> That, that I need to. That's what I figured out. I need to wear basketball jerseys. Oh, that's I the, thought you meant my whole life. I've looked terrible in basketball jerseys. <laughs> no, but I have finally. You know, I just I haven't been doing the French tuck. Right. No. 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 I've been trying to figure out what to wear to feel confident, and uh, you would think it would be normal clothes, and but I'm not a normal person, and I kind of think that like, you know, I think basketball jerseys might be the best way for me to feel good about myself. Well, I mean, I'm certainly not going to take that from you. No, nor can you. I think that's the point. Oh, I, maybe I Now could. you probably could. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, no, I thought you looked but, phenomenal, especially because the shoes you had really matched it well. And uh, and your Target mom jeans that aren't mom jeans. Yeah. Your Target white one jeans. They're Levi's. Right. Where'd you get them? They look, like, they look like someone that would have just named their son Levi. That's what they are. Where'd you get them? I got them at Target. I had to go to Target to get. God damn it! I had to get a S. I had to get something. I think I had an SD card. Wrong with I was like, at Target, man. 
Well, they're Levi's. Levi's just, you know, they just be everywhere. I could have bought Levi's at the mall. They'd have been the same ones, I think. I don't think so. Not that brand. Was it called Den- Denizen? Yeah, it was called Denizen. That yeah. sounds like a fucking no, Secretary of State. That's the French word for working class, man. Oh, for real? No, I'm just fucking with you, Corey. I've been fucking with well, you okay. ever since you told me Why? any of this. Well, <laughs> so, so for background... Corey told me about his jeans, and I was looking at him. I was like, man, I like those. And he was bragging about how they're stretchy. He was calling them jogging pant bridges. <laughs> they're sweatpants. Which is what Dean Dean wore. Mamma Dean yeah. Dean wore jogging pants that looked like jeans. They were her favorite jeans. Those are Dean Deanison? Yeah, those are Dean Deanisons. <laughs> <laughs> man, you got to get the air Dean Deanisons, which is just uh, yeah. just like flip-flops, but you got to buy them a size too big and a size too small. Yeah. Because on Cause one foot, size too big, you got a bunion. Other foot, size too small, you lost all your toes in the sugar wars. <laughs> right. you got to wear those. The those air, are the Air Denizens. Air Dean Denizens. Air Dean Denizens. <laughs> and then oh, jogging pant britches. Well, anyway, Corey was telling me about them. And I was like, man, those are cool. I think I'm going to get me some of them. Show me Where do you get them? And he goes, uh, Target. And then I just, just because I knew... Just because I knew it would bother you for no other reason, I go, oh, Target, never mind. And, and you were uh, correct, <laughs> right? So that's why I'm pretending like Denizen. I don't I have no idea what Denizen is, dude. Well, it just, I honestly, this is probably a credit to you when you said that's French for working class. I sincerely thought, oh, Drew's been like research like the joke that you do i was like drew's been researching other countries appropriating working class culture and he actually knew that like i was giving you credit for like look at my man over here he's really fucking going in gary goldman style on this joke well i was gonna say it's so wild to me when i talk to you about my jokes or you talk about my jokes i should say just what it is you think I do? Like, you just yeah. like, well, I guess you just sit down, you research other countries and how they treat their working class people, and like, it's a I take it as a compliment for the most part. I mean, you know, I'm a comedian; I can turn it into an insult pretty easily. But it's just like sure. in your mind, I sat down with a dictionary. No, not even like what at Wikipedia. I'm not even sure. I yeah. sit down and read I- <laughs> the New Yorker. Well, I mean, not for nothing, but the closer that I'm doing about the Civil War, I want to make it tighter and better and have more parts to it. And I've literally been rewatching this Ken Burns Civil War documentary just for that reason. Like I've got Amber got onto me when I got home because I've got just little post-it notes just scattered all over the living room that just say like racist musket and just shit like that. Buddy, <laughs> don't think I won't do it and that I'm not I know, doing I, that. Matter of fact, there's a joke I've had. This is one we can talk about, and I'll tell the joke on the air because it's actually a short joke. It's part of the joke you're talking about, so it's part of a longer bit. But the line is, uh, the first thing the cool kids took from our people is trucker hats. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you guys know what we call those where we're from, but we call them hats. Those are just hats, you assholes. You don't need a special hat to drive a truck. How the fuck do you think trucks work, Tristan? Well... There's actually a reason we call them trucker hats. Do you know what it is, Corey? I well, if I had to assume, let me just let me just do some. We call it bro science when you just start waxing poetic about a subject you have no fucking idea about, but you think you're right. Right. Go ahead. If I had to guess, it started because back in the day, truck drivers were driving long hours, and air conditioners in trucks were not as good as what they are now, and they would sweat, and so the back of the hats they ventilated more, and so it would it just hit harder for them. No. And okay, damn, it, I really was like, I'm about to fucking nail it. If it were that, I perhaps would have gotten rid of the joke 
Are you eating? Okay. You can't eat on this system, Corey. I didn't. I wasn't eating. I was scratching my head. <laughs> wow, this system's really something. <laughs> um, oh man, because I it picked really up hurt on me that. scratching my head. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about my head. You probably just heard it from fucking Burbank. Right. That's true. So, uh, <laughs> back in the day, co-ops and feed supply companies who would travel around the co-ops and sell their wares, which is how comedian Jerry Clower got his start. Oh, I see where this is going. Continue. Uh, when they started making merch to give out as free advertising, which was probably a big deal back in the day. I just Mr. Butted, but you couldn't hear because I did it into the mic that I'm putting in, so I just want to let everybody know that was my butt. Anyways, Wait a minute. You farted into a mic, but the not, not the right mic? No, because, well, you didn't hear the podcast last week. The audio that they're going to hear from me actually isn't coming from the mic you're hearing me on. I'm recording on my own personal H6, so it will truly sound like we're both just so sitting next to each other. So what you're telling me is that the audience will hear that fart, but I didn't get to? Yep, and it was a fucking good one. It truly is your perfect move. <laughs> Anyways, co-op Jerry... <laughs> yeah, Jerry Clower. If, for the, you know, yeah. if you don't know who Jerry Clower is, look him up. Jerry Clower used to be a salesman of, of uh, fertilizer. And he would go around all the co-ops in the South to sell his fertilizer. But he was so good at his presentation that they had to like start selling tickets to it and shit because he was so funny. And then that ended up mm-hmm. leading to him becoming a stand-up comedian. Anyway, on that same circuit, these salesmen would come around. They'd give out free hats. For the same reason anybody who gives out merch like that does. Just free advertising. And who comes to co-ops, farmers, and the occasional truck driver who's dropping off stuff. So they started wearing the hats. And then trucker hat came from just people observing truckers wearing a certain style of hat and then calling them trucker hats, which is obviously fine. Uh, But I kept the joke because I was like, that still feels a little bit like ignorant people seeing truckers and being like, well, I guess that's a special hat you have to wear. And also, why ain't it called farmer hats? We have farmer tans. Sure. Trucker tan is boring. just, just the one part of your arm. Right. Yeah, you got you one real dark arm. To... Yeah, dude. My buddy uh, my buddy Savin on our way to Panama City Beach, he got fucked up and held his arm out the side of the road uh, outside the car for like eight hours and he got sun poisoning just on his fucking arm. It was rough, dude. It was blistered like a dog's asshole. I feel bad for Savin in that moment, but now that it's years later, I'm super happy that a man named Savin got uh a sun blister on the way back from Panama City because that it sounds exactly what 1998 should have been. Absolutely. I guess it was more like 2004. It was probably actually 2000 and yeah, two, it could have been right 2004, 2005, something like that. Shout out Panama City. What's up? Well, shout out Portland. What's up? We did have a good weekend. I said we were going to get back to that. Uh, shout out to my good friend Bo Matthews. I don't think he'd mind me saying his name on the podcast. And David Chen, his husband, his boyfriend, his partner. I don't know. Uh, I got really uncomfortable because I'm not sure what, what label they prefer. But they have I don't a think house. they particularly. We don't have to worry about them. They don't care. And they're not listening to the fucking podcast because they have shit. Of to do. course not. No, there's hell no. But they let me stay with motherfucker. Them. Talking about owning a restaurant he ain't been to in goddamn five years. That some bitch ain't <laughs> listening to our bullshit right now. <laughs> I met Bo, we met Bo backstage at a Largo show. He had on a Dolly Parton shirt. It was the night Adam Sandler came and did our show, and everybody was trying to talk to Adam Sandler, which I wanted to talk to Adam Sandler, too. I'm not pretending like I was above that. But, you know, you couldn't get a word in edgewise. And then I just saw, you know, this little gay man in the corner wearing a Dolly Parton T-shirt. I was like, well, I'm going to go talk to him. And now we're buddies, and he lets me stay with him when I go to Portland, and he always feeds us. 
And Lord, Corey, after you left, we ate so much ham. Yeah, I saw that picture, and I was super jealous. You should have been. Was that, did y'all have like an Easter spread going on? Yeah, man, we had it all. Ah, That's so rad. It was pretty rad. What was your favorite thing about the weekend? Man, I mean, sincerely, probably just hanging out with Bo, just because it, it, you know, it was one of the, now that we've hung out with Bo like three or four times, it was, it's seeing an old friend and he's very, uh, one of the most hospitable, him and his husband, both David, two of the most hospitable people on earth. So being able to go over there and have shrimp cocktail on the porch and eat pate and just watch people walk by was probably my most, okay, I can take a breath for a second, but you know, I'd be lying if i didn't say that the nike store didn't also hit for me very hard which is where you got basketball jerseys which you just figured out yeah i just figured it out uh i think it was ultimately i think that was trey trying to make me not hit and therefore hit for him but it does hit for me which i will probably still hit for him you can't win with him well that's his all-time favorite move is if it don't hit for you it hits for him but He also, because he's a dad, if it does hit for you, that hits for him. Yeah, that's true. It's so, just always I mean, hits for him. No, I had fun at really Nike, you, but yeah, no, that's right because I am his child. Uh, I enjoyed. I just love. I love Portland just because it's you know it's obviously not quite Nashville in terms of feeling like home because Nashville is truly very close to home and i see a lot of people that i know but like there's certain clubs over the past three years that we go to and we've built a relationship with them we've done really well there and not only the staff at uh, the helium in portland which is amazing and if, even if we're not there if you're in portland listen to this you should go um uh to that club and see shows all the time because they're fantastic but also like our fans are just tremendous there's a lot of a lot of people just straight up from portland who know us and love us and bring us goodies and cakes and cookies and joints and hats and Man, stuff but also the we got on a heater there in the meet and greet line just oh my back god to back to back like people just it kept was, topping it was each unbelievable. other yeah we said that night i think that was like friday early or something like that was I don't know what show it was, but like it was three. It might not have been the best meet and greet ever, but it definitely we had the three best in a row that came up like one, two, three, like that. You so can't a, beat what happened. We had an old boy and his and his wife. He was from Alabama. She was from somewhere up there, and he started telling us about how much he identified with us and how growing up in Alabama, he goes, you know, I mean, I I liked blacks. You know what I mean? I mean, I just yeah, felt like. Yeah. And it was so funny because we were like, buddy, we're in Portland. You don't have to whisper that anymore. <laughs> and then we were just like, oh, wow, that's crazy that you do have to whisper that. Right. It's It was like the opposite of what uh, Meemaws do when they whisper about the blacks in a different way. <laughs> when they go like, you know, well, you know, he, he's black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knows. James Myers, uh, who, if you go back all the way on the podcast, I said I have... I know two kinds of people who support Donald Trump, old people and insane people, and my friend James is insane. Uh, I think he was just doing it as a joke. But he had a joke that I always love where people whisper Mexican. Yeah, yeah. This girl, she whispers, they're Mexican. Why are you whispering? It's not racist to say someone's Mexican. It's racist to whisper someone's Mexican. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. That's fucking hilarious. Then right after that, Okay, he also said he was going to name a weed strand after us. 
Yes, I was wondering. I was curious. I was like, that was the same guy that owns a couple of weed stores in, in Washington State, correct? Yes, and now that I'm thinking about it, he might have been second, because I feel like that was the second most hitting Yeah, the first to me, I think, was old Punkin' Chunkin' Boy. Oh, I thought that was the hitting that, that's what I meant. That oh, was, yeah. So, I, is that not what I said? If I didn't say that, that's what I meant. That was definitely the hitness right. for me. What was the third? We'll tell Punkin Chunk uh, in a second. It was a lady. Uh, well, for me, it was this lady named Paula. Yes. And Trey, go, Trey goes, oh, my mama's named Paula. And then without missing a beat, she goes, woo-wee, I love pills. Because <laughs> <laughs> she knew the story of Trey's mama. And, he, and she was just like, yeah, that's what I got in common with her, named Paula loving pills. <laughs> and we talked to her for about 10 minutes, and I have to say, I don't think she was bullshitting. I Buddy, think that lady loved pills. I will say, Paula probably bullshits a lot in her life, but not about that. Most Paulas do, but yeah, no, hell no. You don't just throw out, I love pills, and be like, you know, actually, I don't like pills all that much. Right. And then, this dude, who's a redneck from Oregon, didn't he live by or on an island? <laughs> yeah, it was, man, okay, the thing about him was, he. it was one of those situations, it was kind of like... The movie Blazing Saddles, the first time I saw it, I was like, I'm going to have to see this again. There were too many hits coming at me. I think I missed some stuff. Well, he was screaming about being a redneck. Mm-hmm, Talked to us do. about how, what he said was, I have a theory that I can make anyone realize that being a redneck's fun. Yep. And we were like, yeah, we agree, but go on. And then he says, well, we have a pumpkin and squash patch, and every fall... We get out our pumpkin chunkers, which are these catapults they've built. And then he looks at his wife and says, how did he say it? She can hit a, uh, a Volkswagen at full speed from 80 feet. <laughs> With a squash. With a squash. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. And I immediately was just like, can we just fucking say fuck these shows and go do this shit? Because that sounds like a lot of fun. And that's all I wanted to do. Well... What else did you do over the weekend? We got a lot of weed given uh, to us by my good friend Sheena, who uh, works for Lucky Lion Weed Dispensary. I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. We yeah, we got to hang that. out with with uh, we got to hang out with my dad, which was super rad. He was uh, with us all weekend doing some filming and whatnot. That was super cool. I got to show him around. He's he's been with us on. Um, you know, in our some of our southern jaunts and whatnot, but he's that was the first time. It felt really cool. You know, we got to fly Dad out. You know, I got on on the dime and uh, and show him around. I got to take him to his first weed store, and it was super funny because number one, a thing that Dad does is I think we've referenced this Carlos Miller bit a lot on this podcast. And if you so don't know good. Carlos Miller, Carlos Miller is a very hilarious stand up comedian. He was on Wild and Out, and he's a, a black gentleman, and he talked about how uh, redneck white dudes. You know, whenever if you ever make the mistake, basically, of asking them how they're doing, you better just fucking pull up a chair because they're going to tell you exactly how they're doing and they're going to overshare and they're being super nice. So you don't want to be a di- that's like my dad in a nutshell. Like we'll be at the airport and the TSA agent will be like, "Hey, how you doing, sir?" And instead of just being like, "Good to see you," and then moving on to the X-ray machine, Dad's like, "Oh well, shit. I guess I gotta. Oh, I'm just flying with my son. You know, he's in this comedy tour and like he paid for me to come here. Can you believe that? Ain't things good?" And everybody's like, "All right, move it along, mother." fucker goddamn well he was doing that shit at the weed store too he had every question in the world for this son of a bitch he was just absolutely in he was over there like, Corey, come look at this i'm like yeah dad that's a jar of weed that's what they have here at the weed store <laughs> is a jar of weed okay so and it I'm, was go ahead no that was it go ahead your dad has a curious mind 
Unreal and, curious. And it's childlike in its breadth, like how yes. the amount of things he's curious about. And yeah. you don't possess that, but you have a childlike wonder of all things that hit. Exactly. So I do feel like you've gotten that from him. It's just oh. manifested slightly differently. And Dude, that's a beautiful every, thing. Every time I realize something, and I won't say negative of, about myself, but something that I could perceive maybe too much for people is always dad does something. I go, oh, Jesus Christ. And then I go, oh, fuck, I do that exact same shit. He's just, he hits way harder than me when he does it. Right. It, well, and but yeah, no. Also, I just wouldn't take that. Because like, for me, I'm looking at how life is, and I'm thinking, uh, getting through life I mean, the best way to get through it is to give a fuck about something, especially sure. things that are innocuous, because then they can't really break your heart. Well, that's what your dad just does all day long. It's just constantly he give really a shit does. about something. That's beautiful. He you does. know what he I almost... give to give a shit about, like, a table and where it came from? I mean, that feels, yeah, I feel man. like that'd be a good way to spend 30 minutes if you gave a fuck about it, but I just don't. Well, Dad's childlike wonder is also dangerous because like, he has he has like the most supreme case of ADD I've ever seen. Like he almost got hit by like three cars in Portland just because he was running out into the road. And I was like, Dad, watch out! There's cars coming. He's like, Oh, I've, I, I'm sorry, I've ne- I've never been here before. And I was like, On a street? Like they all still <laughs> on Earth? They all still work the yeah on Earth. Like I hear you. You've never been to Portland, but like people still drive on the right side of the road and very fast. What if they didn't? What if that was like one, that? Portland was like, this is how we're going to set our fucking city apart. We're going to start driving on the we, wrong side of the damn road. That's look, we drive down the middle. Way. Unicycles are on the left. Everybody <laughs> knows that. And over to the right, everybody just cries all the time. That's where we cry. It's fine. Well, that was a Portlandia sketch once upon a time. It was just Armisen driving around screaming at people, bike lane. I'm in the bike lane. And like by the end of it, he's like behind a dumpster screaming about the bike lane or he's like inside a store screaming about the bike lane. That checks out very much and is very Armisen. Yeah, and it, it but, checks out, but I want to say that Portland definitely has two sides to it. And it is very weird, it is very hipstery, but there's a lot more going on than just Portlandia. If that's all you know about it, you know, you don't know enough. The only b- beef I have with Portland is that they stole mm-hmm. Austin, Texas slogan. The slogan... Just keep Austin weird or keep Portland weird. Now, there's perhaps an argument out there that Louisville originated, originated, originated that. Yeah, originated, yeah. I don't know if I buy it. Is Louisville that weird? I mean, to me, Louisville's weird, but in a way that's like, yeah, y'all are copying Austin, Texas. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like. Like I don't know if y'all were. I think I think y'all's thing was whiskey, and then you were like, "Hey, look, younger people don't drink whiskey. We got to like bring some other type of influence in here." And like, let's be fucking weird. Let's paint the side of a building with some titties, and they're like, "That hits." Right. And let young and people do hit. drink whiskey. It's just you know not the expensive nice shit you make. And I get that sure, you're too sure, good sure. for Fireball, but I'm just not sure you get to steal slogans. But I, who knows if Louisville stole it? What I do know is Portland very stole it from Austin. I got confirmation on that from a journalist, so I know it's true, on live television. That's true. Yeah, and you know that journalists on live television have never steered any of us wrong. So I Well, I do know that, that, that someone one... on live television in Portland with an entirely That's true. Northwest, yeah. Pacific Northwest audience wouldn't admit to a crime of such magnitude no. if it weren't 100% true. Yeah, we went that's on, actually, uh, yeah, you're right. Friday morning, we went on AM Northwest. You can get on our social media and see the clip of it. Uh, 
she commented on Corey's hat, uh, not first, very much second, second thing she commented on. And I said, did you steal that from Austin? And she copped to it. But let's talk about what she first commented on, not your hat uh, and not a basketball jersey. No. Uh, yeah, so I went on live television wearing a bathrobe. You did? Um, Why I, you do that? Well, I, first off... There was there was a couple schools of thoughts on it for me. I was under the impression, mainly because we had talked about it the day before, that we were all going to go on morning radio in some form of character. We were going to do some form of accent. I had just chosen British, uh, I think, and when you mean you did, uh, you were going to read it up, and Drew was going to be Scottish. Well, the next morning, Trey was going to be Scottish. There, Trey was going to be Scottish. Gonna be Scottish. Yeah, Trey was going to be Scottish. I, well, I can't do there, those accents in a way that is convincing. Right, and it, as it often is, oh hey little buddy, quit jingling around home. Let me take his goddamn collar off. Come here, pal. please do. I can't hear. You. All right, there we go. Um, you won't be able to hear that on the actual recording, but it's annoying. Um, so we were going to do that, and I was getting up that morning. I didn't. We we got drunk the night before. We barely slept, and as I was getting up, I realized I was like, I don't have any fucking energy, dude. I don't know what's going on, and I just saw the bathrobe, and I was like, okay, this will be crazy if I if I put this bathrobe on. That'll be wild, and I'll. I'll I'll get my energy up because I'm being crazy and I got to defend it and I immediately get into character mode. And that, it worked. Hell, it worked on radio. I wasn't even doing my British accent, but I felt pumped. I was crazy. People were commenting on the bathrobe and it was just something that I could talk about other than the, because you know, normally when we, we do radio, we get asked a lot of the same questions, not all the time, but a lot of times we just keep repeating the origin story. And I'm like, let's fucking spice it up. So I go on, I'm wearing my bathroom, and Trey decides, as he often does in the mornings, and I don't blame him, I'm not trying to talk shit about him, he has some kind of condition where he don't hit for within four hours of him waking up. I don't know what it's called, but he just can't, he just can't hit. So he's I mean, like, the oh, obvious but, joke is being an asshole. That's what right, he's a huge called, but not really. He's just, <laughs> right. he's just not a morning just, person. He's not a morning person but it ain't like his body doesn't wake up. But it ain't like Dwayne eyes. I don't want you're no. you made it sound like our boy has right. like, you know, something he's gotta take pills for, which, you know, trust me, if he did, he would. Well, I'll tell you what it is. This actually is kind of really what it is, is that nobody's a morning person of us three really, but I'm really good at lying about it, and we know that Trey famously cannot lie. I actually so am like a morning he person. I at, suck well, at night. That's why I struggle. You, that's at the end of shows in the meet and greet line, and everyone's like, you look tired. Are you mad? What's wrong well, with you? And I'm like, fuck, I'm sorry. I just look like this right now. And actually, you know what? Me and you talk about it all the time with training Bose's mind. Surprisingly, when I – now, let me preface it by saying this. When I am getting the correct amount of sleep at the right hours, I prefer the mornings too. Like, not, like if I'm tired at 10 o'clock at night and I feel myself drifting off, in that moment I'm so happy because I know that I'm going to wake up at like 6.30 feeling pretty decent. And those are my favorite hours of the day for creativity. I can, you know, uh, my I can actually talk to my like I can't talk to my mom at 11 p.m. at night and go hang out and have lunch. But oh, I'm gonna get to see everybody, and I don't know. I, I I think it's nice too. But I but also gotten fucked up the night before, as had Trey, and uh, he's not able to fake anything because he just no poker face at all. So he balked on the whole idea, and I'm but I'm already in a robe. I'm already in a bathrobe. And I was like, well, fuck it. So we get in the green room, and there's you know, some people there that were also going on the show. And I just decided, well, i got to start some, staying in character now. And that's some just kind of how that went. One, some authors who, who wrote young adult fiction, and it was called, was it called The Raven? It was called The Raven, and it was like... And another was one who was a prosecutor, with, and she did not want to talk to us, and I didn't want to talk to her, so that was fun. 
Yeah, that was great. And then somebody else there who was making runny white. They were yeah. they were going to be in the kitchen. And I was trying to get in character uh, back there too. And I was trying I was modeling my character after DJ, but I realized as I started doing it in the green room, a yep. big 80% of DJ is how he smells and looks, and I wasn't pulling that part and, off. And cusses and says things that you can't say on TV. Right, because I was having some killer one lines back. I, I could have said this line. My favorite one was somebody said something about Austin. Uh, yeah. Wow, Austin came up back there too. Maybe because of the hat conversation. Have, and I go, yeah. Austin, my cousin. And uh, that, the <laughs> yeah. authors looked at me because they th- very thought we were, I mean, they thought you were British for sure. And they thought I was being as red as I was acting and drunk, which I might have I mean, still yeah, been d- drunk, to be fair. Uh, I was definitely still a little buzzed up and definitely because I had taken a weed gummy to go to sleep, but that was only at like, you know, 3.30 or 4 in the morning. Right. I was still very much high. Well, um, did I you think enjoy you yourself? That you could smell. Oh, man. I, I mean, for what it's worth, like, for, like, obviously there was a lot of me that was like, I really wish that I was still in bed. But like, if you're going to get up and do morning, I just, if you're going to get up and do morning radio and you're going to do television, just fuck it. The only thing you can try to do is have fun. And I it, think... That I and I did. I had as much fun as I could. And then we went and had biscuits with Dad and Nick. I had a great I, time. Yeah, I had a good morning. Pretending yeah. to be drunk and pretending that you were British. I enjoyed it all. I will say I felt a little guilty when the journalist before her name is Helen, before the show started, started commenting on the Comedy Central sketch, specifically the one I wrote about going to a restaurant with Andy. And I, because like for me, the idea of that bit and Trey said this too, and yeah. I should say this in his defense. And, the idea of that bit him. is people don't know who you are. You go on television, they're just there doing their job. Someone tells them they're going to interview a comedian. They don't care, and so you fuck with them. But this lady like had done research, cared a lot, you know. But we still have yeah. fun, you know. I don't think she was mad, and she knew you were lying the whole time because she had seen you Absolutely. on other stuff. Absolutely, and like yeah, no, I get Trey's point too. It's just like we'd already said we was going to do that, and that's just all it was for me. You know what I'm saying? I wore a goddamn robe. I'm going to speak in a British accent. And if that, if I find out that we offended that lady, I will apologize and feel very terrible about it. But I still maintain. We crushed, and she loved it. I, st- I was about to say, I still maintain that it was good television, and that's really all she cares about. Yeah, we because didn't cuss. Us, we were No, we didn't cuss. And if somebody was if somebody was clicking through the channels and they just saw us, they might stop. But if they see us plus a dude in a bathrobe speaking in a British accent, they're definitely at least going to stop for a second. And that's all television is. So like, I don't feel, I don't think I did anything that was like I definitely wasn't being rude on purpose. I was just being the cho. Well, British people can't be rude anyway. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Right, for sure. Definitely not on purpose. Right. Um. What about so? But here's the problem. Now you got to one up yourself, right? What, like that's yeah. the thing about that's another thing about television and the entertainment industry. The people want to know what's the show going to do next. Okay, know, in Portland man. in 2000 and whatever year it is, you go on TV in a bathrobe, you pretend to be British. That's cool, man. We really appreciate that. We think it's very funny. But what's coming next mm-hmm. time? What'd you do for me it, lately? What's the show's it, next yeah. move? Are you going to go on, you know, this time in just a bath towel? You know, that's one way to up the game. Are you going to get a tattoo on live television? Like, you're going to bring a chicken with you? Like, what's up? 
Well, I mean, I got to tell you something. I don't hate that chicken idea, but you're right. And it's funny that you say that because, like, I, I actually have thought about that because somebody somebody commented on the video. It was a picture of Tom Segura, uh, <laughs> you know, dressed out as DJ, whatever it is that his character that he does when he's on TV. And I told him straight up, I was like, Tom Segura was a direct inspiration into this, like, without a oh, doubt. Oh, yes, because it, it looks like the like, most fun he's ever had. Oh yeah, and and I was like, well, that's a, that's such a great idea. Like, make it fun for you, and then it'll be fun for everybody. Because like, it it's better to do that than it is to go on there not in a good mood, just stone face. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be here tonight. And yeah, because like, that, I am a little disappointed you, and, you broke character. I am too, Drew. But in my defense, and you couldn't see this in the video, um, they start. She said something about rednecks and or did she say there weren't no rednecks in Oregon? Is that what she said? No, she just said what oh, would yeah, be I different if I if I come down to the south. What would be different? What would be different right. about it down there? You know, if I came from here, and your whole point was like, well, what do you mean? It's the same here. The cities are liberal and full of people who are super hip and smoke cigarettes that they roll themselves and they wear denim and leather and fucking whatever, and they have mullets. And then you go out in the country and everyone still has a mullet and wears denim, but they talk different. And then you made the point. I said, yeah, uh, daggum, Tanya Harding's here. Uh, Tanya Harding's from Oregon, uh, and that's a very redneck thing to do is uh, Uh is, uh, take... Hello? What happened? Hello? Oh, no. Oh, no, we got cut off. Corey, so Well, before that happened, what the fuck are we talking about? You were defending what you said. You were about to explain what you said when you broke character from the British bathrobe man into full-on Corey Forrester red-faced... it's so funny because this part got cut off of the telecast too, and it just feels now like there's just some spirit out there that doesn't want me to ever say this. But it was just me saying like, yeah, man, Tanya Harding's from here and pulling off a skate and stabbing somebody with it, which I'm aware that Tanya Harding actually never did, but it's like pretty fucking red. Like Tanya Harding is, I don't know, well, I mean, we did make a, uh, in our in our book, The Liberal Redneck Manifesto, Dragon Dixie Had the Dart, we made a sort of Mount Rushmore of rednecks, and she wasn't on it, but mainly just because she wasn't from the South. I mean, Tanya Harding, goddamn, if you've seen that movie and you've heard her in interviews, she's red as fuck, and she's from Oregon. Yeah, I don't think she'd be on the Mount Rushmore of rednecks, no. but like she'd be in the Hall of Fame, like the Circle of Honor at yeah. the stadium. Yeah. You know? I agree. We'd put yeah, her on yeah. like a commemorative coin, but not the $5 yeah. bill. <laughs> She'd be on a big ass cup. I guarantee you, she stadium. is on a commemorative coin, which is yeah. literally if you just need one qualification for being a redneck. If somebody's on a commemorative coin, ah, I guess there's some real not rednecks on commemorative a plate. coins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a plate. If you're on a, a paper, plate, you're a fucking a, redneck. A paper plate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, commemorative paper plate. That's a good idea. You said uh, in last week's we ought to start selling prison belts. We ought to start selling commemorative paper plates. Prison belts, commemorative paper plates, paperweights, but it's just an old boot. We got all kinds of ideas. Old, old bags of tobacco you can smell. Yes, spit cups that are already used, and we say they're used by, like, Dale Earnhardt, but they they weren't. It was just my dad. Corn dog tie. <laughs> <laughs> chicken bell <laughs> chicken bell yeah, corn dog. That, those are my favorite those are my favorite outtakes of you You're like, corn dog tie it <laughs> smells exactly like you'd think it would <laughs> throwbacks cool. uh you know what i want to do uh you want to sell commemorative paper plates old boot paperweights and talk about sex okay <laughs> i want to talk about sex yeah do you remember the days when you were just uh when you were always 
ready to go back in those days when you had a good back and a good dick. I do. I do remember those days. Yeah, good back and good dick, they go hand in hand. Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. It's BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. I mean, how many of us didn't want to get a boner after having a full stomach? And since they're chewable... You're damn right. I'm going to eat some crackers and get some pussy. That's what's up. And since they're <laughs> chewable, they work twice as fast as a regular pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I, I tried Blue Chew the other night. And let's face it, I don't... I drink a lot. I used to smoke cigarettes. I'm upset. I don't really have the best blood pressure, so it doesn't always, uh, it's not always working for me, but wow. I, uh, I used it and, uh, all parties involved agree. Uh, I really noticed something extra. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. At all. They're made in the USA, and they're prepared and shipped direct, so they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use the special promo color RED. That's blue, like the color, Chew.com, and then RED, like the color, in the promo code. And then you just pay $5 shipping. Well, I don't think it could get any better than that, guys. So, uh, bluechew.com, go there, use the promo code RED, and, uh, find out why Bluechew is the better, cheaper, and faster choice. And we would like to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. A ski you. Ski blue. Chew.com. So there that is. There it yeah, was. Blue, ski, yeah, I love it. I know you do. I, I will say that, you know, Good Dick Days, that's a festival I'd go to. Yeah, hell yeah. I, it's only about 10% of the year, but sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I tell you what. You got a good dick. You're having yourself. It's having a good dick day right here. It's not a, it's like it's not a good dick, but some, it's every dog has its day. You yeah, know what Waylon, I mean? aka Rick, aka Dwayrick, aka Doug. Uh, yeah. Friend of the podcast, edi- uh, editor, Lord. Illustrator, Illustrator of yeah, our book. Lord, I- He's, he had a joke back in the day about having a good dick day where you just look down. And, yeah. and your dick just is doing better than it usually is. Well, me and Robbie, want, if you want to have more than one of those, <laughs> yeah, go to bluechew.com. You and Robbie, I didn't want to cut you off. Now everyone thinks you guys had like, you know, good dick days together, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, he, Robbie coined the term, I think, unless he read it somewhere, but I don't think he did because Robbie don't be reading stuff. He he coined the term dickleganger. And uh, dickleganger well, looks like yours. Yeah, it's where you're huh. watching a porno and you're like, now hold on now. Huh. Yeah, it's happened to me. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, size was not, you know, there have been some short dudes look like me in the face. You know right. what I'm saying? But like just everything else about it. I'd love to meet my dickle ganger. Yeah. And us well, both know. It's, where yeah, the, exactly. We have the same think shirt on, so it's extra weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just both at some German beer festival, you just start, you just have like some weird attraction to this dude. You're like, hey man, there's something, something's bringing us together. I don't know what it is. And he's like, pull your dick out. You both do. And <laughs> well, yeah, like, you'd have to look. Some, yeah, some Captain Planet thing happens and y'all save the world. 
Buddy, if I go to a German beer festival, as I often do, and someone asks me to get my dick out, as they often do, but then we end up saving the world, I mean, that'd just be... You couldn't top that. You'd have to go out. Go out on top. If so, if someone asked you at a German beer festival to get your dick out, the first thing you would say is, again? Yeah, yes, that's happened a lot. That's what I'm saying. You've been to Oktoberfest, haven't you? Not in Germany, if that's what you mean. I, I went, thought you had. Why no, did I I'll, think you had? Well, I went to Munich and all those places, but I did it in, I want to say, early September, late August, after I got married. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I went two weeks before it started. That was a good move by me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Planned that right. well. Well, it was right before my new job started. I had to go then. It was a whole deal. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. I've been wanting to do that. I've been wanting to... I mean, I just want to go... I mean, I want to go to Europe. I just want to get the fuck out. I've never been outside of the country aside from Canada, which don't count. I mean, You've it is never been to Mexico? No, man. I've never been to Mexico. And I mean, I've been on cruises and stuff, but again, everything I've ever done that don't count. Cruises you know don't what I'm count. Saying? Canada counts. Of course they don't. But Canada don't count the way Europe counts? Yeah. But cruises don't count. I'm trying to go to China. Yeah, man. That would hit. And that like kind of almost goes against the opposite of like all my core beliefs and neuroses because like china is so goddamn packed and i do not like as much of the show as i am and as much as i love people and being the party guy i really prefer only three people near me at all times and i just think that there's literally nowhere you could go in china except maybe to sleep where you're only surrounded by three people but yeah. I mean, delta's doing city. something right now where you can go over there for super cheap and i'm just like fuck i like noodles that sounds I'm like a trap a every trap? Time, yeah. <laughs> yeah just China, every time China's I see an ad, right. no, can, get them all over here. Yeah. Every time I see an ad where you can fly to a specific country that hits for super cheap, I'm like, okay, what's going on in Ireland right now? Why is it so cheap to uh -huh. go there? There's something we didn't hear about over here on CNN because we've had 24 7 news coverage of the fact that Pete Gut Judge, whatever the fuck his name is, can speak French, or Trump's an asshole, which we all fucking know. No, there's probably a bomb or something going off in Ireland, and now you're trying to get me to go over there for $200. I'm not fucking falling for this shit. I'm going to get over there. You're going to script me into your goddamn army because I have a red beard, and I'm going to be like, what the fuck? I'm American. And you're going to be like, this one's crazy. Man, I know we hadn't been talking about politics on here uh, at all today, but you just brought up Pete. Pete, but but I really I'm not trying to be an asshole. I genuinely don't know. Do you know how to say it? I think it's Buttigieg, Buttigieg, or Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. Uh, yeah, I think I think he may have. I think he may have, he lost it for me today. Yeah, I mean he lost it for me a long time ago. But go ahead. Well, he, I mean, there were some things from a while that have been going on where I was like, nah, I'm not with that, but it's definitely not a death nail. But like, I just thought it was like, how to be how clear, much everyone listening, we mean in the primaries, we will literally vote for a sweet potato. Absolutely. If it runs against Donald Trump. Oh my God. A oh my God, sweet, dude. I'd not even a regular potato. A regular potato, we'd make king, but a sweet potato. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it was the he was asked about uh, prison votes, and he just basically came out and was just like, "No, you know that's part. Look, part of the crime is you lose some of your rights, and uh, and you don't get to be you don't get to vote anymore." And like, I I will I'll go this far as to say, like, when you're in prison, okay, okay. So I'll, hold on, I've been clarified on Twitter. Someone has told me is that, that what he, he meant? Has, that he's later clarified or whatever that he meant losing while you're in prison and then be reinstated depending on the crime. Now oh, that that well, to me is literally that, that the changes, baseline. That changes everything for me because I you okay. know th- there's the argument Why? made about like if they're you know they're being count- just because like you are in prison you are being at that point you are being punished and certain so things for, are so taken away from punishment. you. I mean, you don't, that's why people shouldn't be allowed to have a say in the country that they live in is for punishment. Whatever. I'm not saying that's completely right. I'm saying that I can understand that more than I can understand once you get out, then you shouldn't have it reinstated. Because, dude, people like that, and like that's, you know, the far right, they're the most, well, God damn it, if you didn't want to do it, just if you can't do the crime, don't do the time, you know, whatever the right. fuck. And that's just never made sense to me because, okay, I hear you, but now you're out. Like, you're out, and you're trying to participate in this world, and if we keep continuing to treat them like second-class citizens, don't be surprised when they fucking act like one and go back to jail, which, of course, is what they're banking on, and we all know that. That's what they want. Well, that's they don't want thing. them to come out and immediately participate in the economy. They want them to fucking right. uh, re, uh, re-offend and get back in the goddamn system. Where you can put them to work now, legally, and then tax them, and that's one of my Legalized things. slavery. Yes, and that's sort of my point is, if you're in that system... You know, people go, well, we could change the system, but we haven't yet. If you're in that system, if the government says you did a crime, so you have to go away for a certain amount of time, and then while you're there, we're going to control who can call you and when. We're going to control. I mean, look, dude, my own fucking brother got accused of assault by a female guard. For said she he bumped her. He went in the hole for two weeks while they quote unquote investigated. Went through all the video and found out that he didn't touch her because, of course, he didn't. And right. then they said, "Well, that's okay. Your two weeks were for um, just disobeying orders or whatever." Sure. Retroactively, after he'd already served the two weeks, they said your punishment for disobeying was the two weeks in solitary that you can all that you've already served. And my argument, and obviously it's personal for me, but my argument's always been the government who decides shit like that is okay. You should be allowed to help pick the the government. I mean, you of all people have so much more at stake. And I just don't sure. want to live in a place where a government can say you did a crime, you have to go away, and then you can't participate in this government. I mean, that's fascism to me i mean and, I you know yeah, i know that's like is- oh that's an extreme example well fuck you i'll give you an extreme example because everyone's like and i've even said it on twitter today you know well you know sometimes selling weed if it's like the third time that's a felony should those people not be allowed to vote but fuck that let's say you joined a gang when you were 16 and you're doing straight up gang shit and you went to prison at 17 as an adult which happens all the time because of your gang affiliation and once in prison and this is a pretty common story you educate yourself, learn a lot, write books, get out and become a community organizing organizer, and you're like one of the leaders in your own community against gangs or violence or whatever. You shouldn't be allowed to vote, and then I'll and then like I've said, I'll take it further. You should be allowed to vote while you're in there. That's just me, and that's 
and that's perfectly fair. And I, honestly, now that you say it the way that you just said it, and now that I read things like, you know, they're still counted on the census in the state that they're in, which means that their uh, just existence ensures uh, electoral college votes and how many a state has, then, yeah, they're clearly just by existing participating in government anyways. So why shouldn't they be able to have a say? But let's just say that's all bullshit. My whole thing that I think is just a clear and simple argument on why once you get out, you should be able to participate in the government is because by them letting you out, that is them saying, all right, you are able to go out into this world now. You have been, quote unquote, rehabilitated, and we have deemed that you are no longer a threat to society. So you're saying that they, you trust a prisoner enough to go out there and work and be amongst the people, but then you're like, whoa, hold on, we can't let them vote. They did crime. Right. That doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Either they are able to participate in the government. If you don't believe that they are capable of doing that, then that person shouldn't be walking amongst us because you've deemed them unfit. So I don't understand that. If you deem them fit to go out and rejoin society, part of society, one of the biggest parts of society, especially in the past two and a half goddamn years, and you and me know this more than a lot of people we grew up with, is fucking politics, and it is who we elect, and it is this entire system. So, yeah, fuck you, man. Fuck that whole bullshit. If you're out, you should be able to vote. And honestly, now that you just said what you said to me and the stuff I've read today, if you're in, you should be able to fucking vote. Yeah, and I mean, there's other arguments, and you know, people can sound off on Twitter or whatever they want. I've already muted a conversation I was in, not because it was going badly; it was actually going really well. I had a really bunch of like, I also observed a lot of healthy disagreements between and among some of our fans. But to me, that line of once you get out, it should be reinstated. That should be the at the that should be the baseline right now. That right, that shouldn't have even that shouldn't even be a thing that we're talking about. Yeah, because what you said just makes it just makes so much sense, you know. I don't, I like, I can't wrap my head around yeah. how you could tell any sane person, like, cause like I said, if you, if you don't think they're suited enough to vote, they shouldn't even be fucking walking around. They're right. clearly if, not right. If someone who is out and, you know, they've been reinstated, we've decided, like, they don't get a vote, but if you own a PT cruiser, you could vote. Yeah, 100%, dude. Fuck those people. You don't make good decisions. You know, you've heard us all by having to look at this fucking car. It's a monstrosity. But for like, but for so it's not many good people. for you or me. Like you clearly voted against your interest when you bought that fucking car. How am I supposed to trust you with a senator situation? I agree with you, and and for not every case of somebody in prison. I mean, obviously there are truly terrible people in prison that just decided fuck everything. I'm going to be a bad person, but. There's a lot of people, especially the ones that I know in my life that have been to prison, they went there as a direct result of either the system failing them or being treated by the world as a second-class citizen and not having a choice but to like, – that's just that's just how it was. Yes. Like crime was going to be the only thing. And Agency. So, that's I'm, what you're talking about because that's what voting is, is giving someone agency to have some power over their own fucking life. Exactly. So they go in, they're probably messed up in all this bullshit because as a kid they didn't have representation in their own family and they didn't have another fucking way out and people were shitting on them and just like, well, guess that what happens if you're poor, you should have more money, dumbass, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And then they go in and they serve their time and then they get back out and they're like, hey, by the way, you remember us? We still, we still don't think you're shit. Well, why, why on earth would that person ever think, oh, you know what? I better be nice to everybody and I better treat the government with respect. They clearly like me. 
Well, that's like a practical way of looking at it that should convince even like the most strident conservatives. And I was going to move on from this topic, but you've got me fired the fuck up now. So let me say it a different way. If you're out there and you're listening and you call yourself progressive or liberal or even just a fucking moderate, listen to what I'm saying right now. There are way, 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 way more black and brown people in prison than there are white people. When you observe that fact that is undeniable percentage-wise, um, not just percentage-wise, also just in general, if you observe that fact, you can only reach one of two conclusions. Either they're being arrested at a disproportionate rate and or charged at a disproportionate rate and or incarcerated at a disproportionate rate, or they're more prone to crime. The second one of those is a racist statement. If you believe that, you are a racist. That is point blank what racism is. That doesn't mean that you're a horrible person. It doesn't mean that society hasn't taught you that racism and you can't unlearn it. But if you believe in any part of you that black or brown people are more likely to commit crimes in a vacuum or even I'll go as far as to say in our society, because I've heard people make the argument, well, there's more poor black people. It's like, well, that's still racism. So it's fucking racism. Now, okay, and I'll go. I'll go. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Once you've gotten to that point, and you're going, all right, Drew, I'm kind of with you. You're being a little bit angrier than I expected for a podcast, especially since you're literally sitting in a room by yourself alone, screaming into the void. But I'm with you so far. You're saying that our system has led to this racist result. Now, then, if you take the stance that the people that that system affected most directly, the people who went to prison under that racist system shouldn't be allowed to participate in that system you're a fucking fascist there is yeah. no other way around that you can be ignorant you know what i mean but once you think about what i just said and you process it you can't get to any other conclusion and i'm not saying everyone who says that if you do a crime because like people brought up examples like dylan roof i get that I get that there are people where you're like, I'm not comfortable with them having a vote because they totally let go of their right to have a say in this. But if you take that feeling about a specific person or act that's so horrible you think they should lose all rights, which I get, that's very human. But if you take that and you extrapolate that to all prisoners or even all felons, you're basically saying, I know this system's racist, but I'm okay with it continuing on that way. And then you say, no, 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 we'll reform it. Why can't the people that affect it help reform it? They're not allowed to fucking right. vote. They should be able to. Yeah, and just on and on the circle goes. And also, I'll go one further. If you are someone out there who reaches the conclusion that, uh, you know, instead of blacks and brown people, minorities are more prone to just being arrested for bullshit. And in fact, they are just, as they say, more prone to committing crimes. And that is a racist fact, but if you hold that in your heart and go, well, look, I mean, they're just clearly the ones doing more crime because I guess black and brown people are just more prone to committing crime, then you can't also turn around being a conservative saying Donald Trump's the most godly president in the world because you don't fucking believe in a God that said that all that you can't believe in the all men were created equal and all men were created in the eyes of the Lord because if that was true, then everyone would be the same and there would be no one more prone to doing fucking anything. So you can't have, it's literally, you can't have your cake and get diabetes and chop your foot off and slap a black person with it too it's all that <laughs> you know how it goes dang, just, dang. this is all this is all word macaroni salad i was gonna say regular word salad but not for me word macaroni salad that's that's alphabet yeah. soup yeah yeah that is alphabet soup yeah well all right man well i mean i think we gotta get i had some other stuff i want to talk about your, i think uh, you should go to prison because you let your dog eat weed 
oh my God, I did let my dog, well, let is yeah, a yeah. word I'm not comfortable with, right. I, but it was my fault. Ah, I didn't mean that. That was, if you were been here, that would have been no. funnier. It sound, sounded meaner. No, than I, I don't. I don't think you were being a dick at all. That's how I probably would have said it too. But yeah, we were <laughs> we were on a call yesterday. It didn't even like fully. I didn't grasp it until you were like, "Oh shit, that ain't funny. That's terrifying." I was like, "Oh god." We were on a call with Comedy Central. Couldn't have been less professional. We're about to hang up, and I go, "Oh fuck!" And everybody was like, "What?" And I go, "My dog just ate weed." And everybody's like, "Oh shit!" And then uh, I realized that it was the same exact amount of weed that I had just eaten. And I didn't just eat a little bit to like get mellow. I got enough to get, you know, pretty fucked up and, and watch some science fiction. And I immediately start reading and I'm like, oh, he'll, you know, it's weed. Weed doesn't kill people, but he is a tiny dog. He's about to be scorched earth. And I started reading. They're like, the amount that your dog would have to eat in order to die is this, like six grams or something like that. And he ate probably 20 milligrams. But dude, 20 milligrams sends me to the moon and I'm a 210 pound grown man. So I just decided, I was like, all right, we'll, we'll see what's up. I start, you know, kind of monitoring him, monitoring him for about an hour. Then the weed kicked in on me and I was like, all right, he seems fine. He's just sleeping. That's probably what will happen. He'll just sleep. This motherfucker woke up and looked at me like I was the devil. <laughs> like he looked at me and he was like, what, what's going on? I went to pick him up and he, both his arms and both his legs were just like completely locked. His tongue was hanging out and I was like, oh my God, my fucking dog's going to die. And I just laid him over and then he just laid there with his tongue hanging out, staring at the wall like, oh my God, I'm, can you believe they don't let prisoners vote? This world's a hellscape <laughs> for like a fucking hour. Actually, longer than that. It was like six hours that that was going on, but he did finally go to sleep. And I woke up this morning, and he was fine. I took him to the vet, and I told everybody what happened. And, of course, they died laughing at me uh, and told me, that yeah, if he eats a lot, it'll be, you know, it'd be bad. But if you had that much laying out, like, we need to send somebody to your house. What the fuck is happening with you? So you told everybody at the vet. Yeah, because I felt like just in case, he he was going to get... He was getting x-rays because he's got a little... He's He had kennel cough, but he's still been coughing. They were worried it might be a trachea thing. Yeah, that's something we and, should be, make clear here. You went to the vet because you had to... You were already supposed to go to the vet. I, w- I was coincidentally going that morning anyways. Right. And I, luckily, also, I have a lot of friends in the veterinary industry who I chatted with that night because i was freaking out like i'm dude i I, he goes to the vet more than most dogs anyways just because (laughs) he goes to the dog like i go to the emergency room like just every now and then just for the fuck of it no you meant literally and i know you meant legitly and that it's true but i just couldn't help but think yeah i got a lot of friends uh friends in the vet industry i'm like you know people who bet on horses and sell dog pills that's what you know (laughs) (laughs) it's both it could be both Uh, so it could be both. It is both. Well, so nurses anyways, date people like that, and I'm sure you know a lot of veterinary nurses. I do know. I know a lot of uh, nurses who would consider themselves veterans in our relationship. Um, <laughs> but but, but uh, so I took in that morning, and I was just making sure because one of the things I read is that they're, they're so fucked up that they won't eat or drink. And he, he, I was trying to get him to drink water all night, and I would put him in front of the bowl, and he would just kind of drift off sideways. I mean, what and is water like, really, Dad? If you think about it, man. yeah, <laughs> that's, am I, that's exactly I am what he was the thinking. bowl. You know, so we're all. So I just wanted to tell him. 
I wanted to tell him just in case they needed to like hook him up to an IV or some shit because that's somewhere on Reddit, which is where you go for all your medical needs. Of course, it's like yeah, man, uh, you know they might if this happens and your dog won't drink, they might want to get some fluids in him. But this is like if a dog ate so much, this motherfucker's like two days worth of fucked up. He was fine the next morning, but anyways, it was a big scare for me. And we did the X-ray, and he's got a bunch of pills he's taking, but not because of weed, just from other different stuff, but. Anyways, yeah, I like to have. I thought for a minute that I'd murdered my dog with a fucking weed cookie, but it didn't happen. Thank God. <laughs> I am so glad you didn't murder your dog with a weed cookie. But you know, had you done that, I do feel like it would have been on brand. It would have been on brand, but like the worst. I thing nearly about murdered it was my wife was... with a dog pill once. Yeah, yeah, I know. And God damn it, I wish the podcast was a thing then. But, yeah, my dog's alive. He's fine. The other thing that was so terrifying is that I was so fucking high that all I could think about was how much more high are you? This dog is 10 pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's 10 pounds, and he took the exact same amount that I took to get fucked up. I like how your take from all of this is, I mean, one thing I got to say, my fucking dog's a tramp. He didn't go out like no bitch. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hell no, hell no, man. He got fucked up and just laid there with his tongue out all night. That's my guy. He didn't even sleep. <laughs> no, man. I all really right. didn't, though. I was I was up in a panic every 30 minutes checking his fucking heartbeat. But So um, everybody out there listening, I know that it sounds like I'm a bad dog dad, but I was worried. <laughs> I don't think you're a bad dog, dog dad, but that was a horrible defense as a former defense right. lawyer. I was I mean, worried. I, I was worried about it. <laughs> Yeah, like, I had some lady in there who got accused of, like, you know, not being good to her kids or whatever. Like, you left him in a car for four hours, ma'am. Yeah, but for two of them, I was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is true. Well, buddy, what do you say? Yeah, we, we should uh, get out of here. Did we even say that Trey ain't here and why? Oh. Anyway, go to wellreadcomedy.com. That's W-E-L-L-R-E-D comedy.com for... And uh, grab our new album, Well Read, live from Lexington. Share it with your friends. Tell everybody about it. Uh, we're number two right now. We'd right. love to be number one, but we know that ain't fucking happening. Write a review. That helps out, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, try not to be mean to anyone specifically in the review. I know yeah. you think it's a joke, but those stay up forever, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, our fans so, are the best. So much, much like us, our fans are the best I and can't the believe, worst people. I just realized on the I said that it's just going to make it fucking worse. Well, that's all oh, right. Yeah, she's gonna I go. love it. As Trey says, I wake up in the morning, I spread open my butt cheeks, and I say, "Hate me." <laughs> yeah, Fuel true. to the fire, baby. All right, well, buddy, I guess uh, I'm flying out to see you tomorrow out in sunny California. All right, and, man. Uh, oh, shit, I'd like to go to the studio. I'm going to come check it out. Hell, yeah. Shout out Portland. Shout out Helium Comedy Club. Shout out Nick. Shout out Stripper Karaoke, which we went to. Uh, let's see. Rest in peace, Pete Bud Judge's political career. Rest in peace. And uh, go ahead. producer Bryce. Producer Bryce. May he rest in peace. Bye. Yeah, he was with us in Portland, and he died in a uh, tragic unicycle accident, uh, as we've said. Well, Somebody he ate saw him dog weed. Unicycle. It's an inverse relationship. Like, human weed, yeah. 20 milligrams, kills a dog. Dog weed, 200 dog bones of it, kills one producer. So, sorry, Bryce, we love you, and uh, skew. Skew. Thank you all for listening to... The Well Read Podcast. It once worked good, but now it is. Haters can eat out.